Welcome to Wisdom Inspired, a podcast designed to help high achievers to eliminate burnout and overwhelm. Now let's prepare to open our hearts, our minds, and our notebooks to receive today's wisdom. I'm not going to parry. You know, coaches already say good morning, so I'm going right into today's topic. And today's topic is be mindful of what you eat. Yes, be mindful of what you eat. We're talking about today remembrance, and we're focusing on the nourishment of remembrance, right? We talked yesterday about three ways of moving forward and how remembrance is significant to helping us move um, into the next thing or that journey that lies before us. And as I was continuing and studying today, I wanted to bring out us being mindful as believers of what we're eating on, right? So we looked at, um, I'm going to open up with two scriptures today. So I want you to follow my backdrop before I go into all of my summation, Okay. So first we're going to look at Luke chapter 22, verses 19 through 20. It says, Then he took a loaf of bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in like manner, he took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the New Testament or covenant ratified in my blood which is shed or poured out for you, okay? 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 23 through 26, Paul reiterates this. He says, For I received from the Lord himself that which I passed on to you. It was given to me personally, that the Lord Jesus on the night when he was treacherously delivered up and while his betrayal was in progress, took bread, And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. Do this to call me affectionately to remembrance. Similarly, when supper was ended, he took the cup also, saying, This cup is the new covenant, ratified and established in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it to call me affectionately to remembrance. For every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you are representing and signifying and proclaiming the fact of the Lord's death until he comes again. So when we talk about being mindful of what we eat, right, I wanted us to look at the instructions that Jesus so eloquently gave and Paul so eloquently reiterated to uh, the disciples and to those at Corinth about what we're supposed to make sure as believers we're feeding ourselves. And he does this through remembrance, right? Because we need to know that moving forward for the children of Israel, we're going to go back and look at where this formed, right? So moving forward for the children of Israel after being released from the bondage of Egypt was going to be a very challenging journey, Right? And God knew this when he delivered them. And so the Passover is what actually occurs, and that's why this meal or the Lord's Supper was ignited at the Passover. And I'm getting a step ahead of myself. So because God knew the journey was challenging for them, because there were going to be lots of ideas, behaviors, habits, 
uh, culture, from Egyptian culture that the children of Israel needed to let go of. They needed to shed in order to be able to be fit for living or possessing the land of milk and honey that was promised to them. That's why they go into the wilderness. So sidebar, we're facing wildernesses on our journey. It's a preparation stage, right? It's a cleaning up or I say the season of unbecoming in your life, right? Because it's a thing of where you're shedding off things that no longer serve you, you're no longer needed, and they will actually be more damaging to you if you go into the thing that God has for you carrying that baggage. And God is a God of order. He is not going to allow you to taint his glory with things that don't serve him. He's not. And we saw that. The, church, the, the entire generation of Israelites that came out of bondage did not go into the land of milk and honey. It was the following generation, right? They all died in the wilderness. So God is very intentional, right? And we see this because in the Old Testament, the Passover celebration is brought in because they were told to observe every year in order to remember God's fulfillment of his promise of taking them out of Egypt. And that occurs in Exodus chapter 12, verses 12 through 14, that describes that event that marked the Passover. It says, on that same night, I will pass through Egypt and strike down every firstborn of both people and animals. And I will bring judgment on all of the gods of Egypt. I am the Lord. The blood will be a sign for you on the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. No destructive plague will touch you when I strike Egypt. This is a day you are to commemorate for generations to come. You shall celebrate it as a festival to the Lord, a lasting ordinance. And we see here in Exodus, we see in Luke, and we see in 1 Corinthians, it tells them to do this unto the Lord. It says, and that's why I love the Amplified, because it says to call me to. So see, the remembrance isn't just for us to remember intellectually the the truth of the gospel, this is about signifying to God, right, bringing into his remembrance that here is your word, God. We, we are told to present his word back to him, right? So he gives us practical means by doing that through what we're feeding on. He says he uses the bread and the wine in these practical signals that we're to do to signify unto him. Right to represent to him and to proclaim to him, right to call to him and to his remembrance of his promise, because we see that the covenant is not anything that we participated in. We're just receivers of it. So by us signifying it, we say, here is what you did for us. We honor you. We bless you. And now we receive it, right? It is merely this meal was to provide our spiritual nourishment for us as God's people for our journey, right? That's the same reason he gave it to the children of Israel. It was prior to them going into the wilderness. They needed to be able to have something tangible to remind them because he was taking everything tangible from them, 
right? Do y'all get that? He was taking them from all of the physical things that they had come accustomed to, and he had reduced it down to this simple thing. And he says, do it once a year in remembrance of me. As we call to his mind, we are strengthened and encouraged by what we see he has done for us, okay? So... When we are reminded, the, when we remind the Lord our God of his covenant, he then blesses us, right? He then gives us the nourishment that we need to keep moving forward. Oftentimes, the events in the Old Testament serve a dual purpose of fulfilling God's promise to his people in that moment, right? So we see an exodus in that moment to get them out of Egypt. That Passover took place. But it also does, at the same time, providing a view of what's to come. And we see this incident or this event actually gives a shadow of what Jesus does on the cross. And he then, Jesus says to his disciples, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm the Passover, right? Because this is the new covenant. My blood is the new covenant. My blood is the new thing over the doorpost, right? So he comes to fulfill what was revealed in the Old Testament. He's installing it. He's installing this communion. He's saying this that I give you is greater than this yearly Passover feast, right? You have the ability to do this as needed because now I'm going to dwell in you through the Holy Spirit. So here is the things, the tangible things that give you the signs to then signify represent and proclaim and call to me in remembrance of, of what I have promised you as my chosen people. He provides the disciples as well as those of us that received the Great Commission on this side of the cross with the spiritual nourishment that we need for our journey that's before us. He took the concept of preparation for fleeing Egypt that the children of Israel went through and being prepared for whatever was to come next to its full completion as he revealed himself as the true fulfillment of the Passover, right? He tells them to observe. We see this by the phrase, do this, right? This is not about uh, just some passive idea in our mind. There is an action that needs to take place, right? Do this implies that this is an application of the benefits of Christ's once-for-all death by faith through our ordinary signs like bread and wine. It is for us to represent or convey it through these tangible signs before God, right? This is where we get our strength and our courage because we remind ourselves what he has promised and the fact that he fulfilled it, right? He fulfilled it, and we are the benefactors of that fulfillment. So it is important that we are mindful of what we're eating on. We cannot eat our troubles. We cannot continue to eat on our concerns and our worries. We cannot continue to eat on the disappointing news, stories that we hear. We have to be intentional about what we are taking in to our spiritual beings. Because it is the only thing that we will be able to use as we travel this journey. I said a few weeks ago, we have to be focused on eternal values to live in this temporary state. That's how we rise above it, right? Our minds cannot 
fall to trying to address temporary things with temporary solutions because we're believers. We get our power and authority through our eternal powers, right, through the eternal life that we've been given. And those things come down from heaven to earth. And so we have to be mindful and put ourselves in that realm to operate in order for us to function in this world because other than that, we will succumb. We will succumb to the conformity of this world without it. Okay, so in closing, I want to give us John chapter 6, verses 54 through 58. He says, he who feeds on my flesh and drinks my blood has or possesses now eternal life, and I will raise him up from the dead on the last day. For my flesh is true and genuine food. And my blood is true and genuine drink. He who feeds on my flesh and drinks my blood dwells continually in me. And I, like I, in like manner, continually dwell in him. Just as the living Father sent me, and I live by, through, and because of the Father, even so, whoever continues to feed on me, Whoever takes me for his food and is nourished by me shall in his turn live through and because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven. It is like the manna. It is not like the manna which our forefathers ate and yet died. He who takes this bread for his food shall live forever. Okay? So rise above all that you're going through. Know that you need to ensure what you're eating on daily, right? We eat physical food every day. So we need to make sure we're eating our spiritual food every day and be mindful of what we're eating on because there are forces, principalities, and spirits that are trying to feed you artificial food, and you cannot survive on that as a believer. You need the spiritual food of our Lord and Savior, and it is through his blood and it is through his body that we have the eternal life and the ability to go through this journey that we have been called to take. So I hope today's wisdom has encouraged you, inspired you, infueled you, enriched you to go ahead about your day, implementing a new way of taking in your nourishment every day so that you can ensure that you are fueled for the fight that lies ahead of you. You guys have a great and wonderful day. I'll meet you back on the line tomorrow. I hope you enjoyed the episode of Wisdom Inspired that was brought to you by the AAC Coworking Community, a virtual community designed to support female entrepreneurs, business owners, and freelance professionals. For more, go to wisdominspired.net.